Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Uh, All right. So uh, is everybody clear now on what decolonization is? We clear on this? Hope everybody's got a pretty good idea. Real world visuals, videos, personal accounts. That's what we are witnessing. Don't take my word for it. Take the anti or I should say anti-colonial, but the decolonial decolonization advocates. Take them at their word. That's what they see this as. They say Israel was created as a colony. It colonized the area. It colonized the Palestinians, who, of course, were not actually a group of people. They were like the Palestinians. They were I mean, the, the area that is the Gaza Strip now was Egypt. And Egypt messed around and found out, along with Syria, when they launched the war against Israel like 50 years ago. And Israel was like rejected, smacked them back humiliating defeat for all of these Arab countries. They've never gotten over it. Theirs is an honor culture and a death cult. And so they, uh, they allow the Gaza Strip, they allow these, these, this group of people who were displaced in the war. But that, I said this yesterday. We are playing, I'm, I am applying the same historical standard as Hamas. Which is, the world is governed by the aggressive use of force. And the way you have land is you have to take it from someone and you have to be strong enough to keep it. Do you think that if we were not, if America was not strong enough to protect itself, its border... Okay, that's a bad example. But, but do, you th- do you think that any nation that's not strong enough to repel an invasion or have enough allies to help them repel invasions? Do you think that they remain nations? Like, this is fundamental stuff. It really is. It is. These are things that are so obvious that only leftists and academics, but I repeat myself, can ignore it. Decolonization is what Hamas is doing. That's what they're trying to do. And they will tell you this. The decolonizers tell you this. Here we go. Here are a couple of uh, social media posts from uh, decolonization, I don't want to call them experts, but activists, advocates. This is from uh, one folks start start really fighting back, and all of a sudden everybody is a pacifist. Real revolution and decolonization is not fun. It is painful and violent. Just keep it to tweets since that's the only thing you liberals do anyway. What have I been saying? I've been quoting Dennis Prager on this, right? Conservatives vote their values. Progressives or leftists vote their values. Liberals do not. Liberals vote against their values and vote for leftists. Because they don't want to admit that they are closer to conservatives than not. 
because conservatives are icky. Ugh, I don't want to be one of them. Yet many of the uh, many liberals live their lives much the same way as conservatives do. Leftists are now attacking liberals. And liberals, if I am going by just any kind of uh, historical standard, they're probably going to cave to the leftists because that's kind of their jam. That's what they do. So now you've got a pressure campaign among leftists against liberals. This is what we're seeing with these statements from the Democratic Socialists of America at their rallies. Got a bunch of them. They're proudly out there on Team Rapist. Yeah, they're, they're out there holding marches for Team Rapist, which now actually I have to amend. It's now not just Team Rapist. It's also Baby Beheaders. Yeah. Yeah, that was some new information yesterday. Got some more information on some of the atrocities that the decolonizers enacted. Uh, there's a, there's a video and photos of a dumpster that was filled with children, and then they were set on fire alive. There's a man who is held down and has his heart cut out so one of the Hamas uh, decolonizers can eat it as he dies. That's what decolonization looks like, folks. This is what leftists have been advocating. Oh, I know you thought it was all about like DEI stuff and struggle sessions and the like. Of course, that's that's Maoist Red Guard crap, which always ends in bloodshed, too. They never tell you that part of the struggle session. Yeah, that's what decolonization looks like. Are you strong enough to hold the land? That's what we're going to find out, I suspect. Because that's what Hamas is pushing. And oh, oh, I'm sorry, now they want a truce. And a truce, if again, I'm going by the historical precedent here, a truce in much of the uh, Muslim world means uh, you stop attacking me while I get more ammunition. That's what they're asking for yet again. I think this is the fifth time they're playing this card. And I don't think it's going to work this time, folks. Here you go. You want the you want the missiles to stop raining down on your heads? You want right? you you don't you you, you don't want to see almost 400,000 Israeli soldiers invade your little 140-mile uh strip of utopian hell. Um how about this? How about you surrender? How about that? How about Hamas surrenders, right? If you're the government of a people that is about to get this kind of pounding. Wouldn't you surrender? Wouldn't you at least release the hostages? I mean, at the very least, release the hostages. Don't you think that might build you some bit of goodwill enough to give you some breathing room? Or, or how about you just turn over the Hamas militants? Sorry, the militant wing of Hamas, which once again is complete and utter crap. That's why uh, I am now going to start referring to the Israeli army as the militant wing of Israel, right? Because that's what, that's the standard, right? They're just the militant wing of Israel because there are a lot of people in Israel that actually don't like their government. They really don't. They don't like Benjamin Netanyahu. They don't like the the far right hardliners, whatever. They they don't like the government. Uh, In fact, before you massacred 260 of them, at least, the kids that were out there dancing in the desert, um, they were there for peace. They wanted actually to live, uh, to coexist with you, to live in a two-state solution, to be 
okay with you. And you murdered them and you raped them and you beheaded them and you carved out their hearts and ate them. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to start calling the, the Israeli army now just the militant wing of Israel. And, uh, and you are now a team rapist. You're defending the actions of Hamas as decolonizers. You're team rapist and baby beheadings. Right? Through your deeds, we shall know you. No? Decolonization has never and will never happen in the halls of academia. Decolonization is this, the ripping down of walls and taking your freedom by any means necessary. I hope all decolonial academics who feel uneasy today continue to feel that way. Decolonization is always a violent phenomenon. And then this one that's been getting a lot of uh, attention, 99,000 likes for this uh, trash. Najma Sharif. What did y'all think decolonization meant? Vibes? Papers? Essays? Losers? I think that's kind of funny. Any, you know, anybody calling the Israelis losers? <laughs> like, well, I'm not sure that applies. This is what is infecting all of Western academia now. This decolonization social justice Marxist mindset. It's a cancer. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? A programming note, the president is expected to address the country in about a half an hour or so at one o'clock. And so I'll uh, we'll join that here at WBT. We'll join that speech live as it starts up. And uh, whether we're in the middle of the newscast or uh, if he's late, we'll do it, you know, during my content. And we'll just stick with it to see what he has to say. Um, I got a message here. An email from Tim, who says, uh, regarding liberals versus leftists versus conservatives, I know several people who confuse liberals and leftists during conversations. Please clarify the difference between the two for the listeners. I can think of a couple who have called your show in the past who I think need the clarification. And don't even get me started on the term democracy. So the original term liberal like class and you hear this term among a lot of folks on the right too which is um classical liberal so liberals are in general in a like it's an american in my view this is it's an american classification and really everybody kind of falls under that conservatives seek to conserve they're they're more reserved in changing things than Liberals are. But the thing that makes liberals liberals is and conservatives as well, which is why they're sometimes called classical liberals, because the thing that makes 
conservatives and liberals in America, all basically liberal, which is a belief in individual rights. There's also uh, a support of capitalism to varying degrees, to be sure, but individual rights and capitalism. Leftists, they don't believe in those things. They believe in collective rights, which is why it's okay to stand in front of the Sydney Opera House and chant, gas all the Jews, as they did yesterday, team rapist baby beheadings. Um, so they are, they are more for collective rights than individual rights. I mean, don't get me wrong. They will use your language of collective right or uh, individual rights. They'll, they'll use that. They'll use your morals, your standards. They will use that against you in order to get power for themselves as a collective group. Collectivist rights over individual rights. So it's a destruction of the individual, which is much easier to do when you destroy the family, right? This is Marxism. Leftism is Marxism. It's communism, Leninism, Stalinism, Maoism, right? So all these are all the same philosophy. It all has roots in Hegel. So collectivist, uh, collectivist rights. And instead of a capitalist system, they want a communist system or a socialist system, right? They want a command control economy. Those are the, those are really the big things. Now there are varying degrees, no matter who you run into and you know, what level of, uh, quote, education they have in the various political sciences, but people fall all over the spectrum in there. There's actually a better spectrum that I like, which is, there. it's just one line. And on one side, and you can call it the right, which is anarchy, which is no government, zero government. And that's way over here on the right. And then way over here on the left is totalitarianism, total government. And what our founders tried to do is get us as close to the anarchy side of that, of that scale without going full anarchy, because you never want to go full anarchy. Do you remember, I saw somebody make this analogy earlier today that, remember back in 2015, roughly? Uh, remember the guy Milo? Yampanopoulos, whatever his name was? Guy who was on the right, he was like this flamboyantly gay right-winger guy, and then like... Uh, like started doing a whole bunch of Nazi stuff and people were like, whoa, you know? And all of a sudden there was like this realization that there was a, that there was this anti-Semitism problem among the right. I think it was around 2015. Cause then people started pointing out like, uh, you know, Ivanka Trump and her husband, they're Jewish. <laughs> like why would Trump be anti-Semitic? Cause they, they tried to tag Trump as anti-Semitic. Remember that? Okay. So, well, and right, and then the, the Tiki Torch guys in Charlottesville, what were they chanting? The Jews will not replace us, right? That's what they were chanting. So this anti-Semitism is on, is on both sides of the political spectrum. It's all over the place. I mean, you know, you, you don't, like, for example, like, I will say for me, um, I like racism, anti-Semitism, that sort of stuff, that is the, it's the lowest form of collectivism. It's, it is not based on the individual. And so I reject those things because people are individuals. You have agency. You make your own decisions. You're going to be held responsible for what you do, right? And so when you start lumping everybody together, 
right? You, that's collectivism. You're collecting everybody together based on a certain characteristic, and then you're saying you need to do something to all of these people based on that one characteristic. And so I, I reject those things. Um, but that's not that's not tied to political um, ideology necessarily. And people can find all sorts of ways to contort themselves into you know getting to uh, a racist or an anti-Semitic position. Now that being said. I would point out that the guys that were marching around with the tiki torches, uh, they were collectivists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy Richard Spencer, that he, who, who organized the thing, right? Um, collectivist. Down with the Medicare for all, down with big government and stuff. They just want it for white people because he's a racist, right? But he, yeah, I mean, that's, they're okay with, with statism, when it works for them, right? And this is the same thing with, like, anarchists when I say that they are temporary anarchists because they're not actually for a, a perpetual state of anarchy. They just want it for a little while so they can murder a bunch of people, take control, and then put in place a government that benefits them over others and privileges them. That's what they want, right? All right, so um, you've got the, uh, the Democrat Socialists of America. They've got their, um, they got their protests going on. And this is where, by the way, I break ranks with and why I'm not a capital L libertarian. I talked about this last night on the uh, Talktoberfest live stream. Uh, I haven't been a capital L libertarian for many, 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 many years, Uh, probably 15 years or so, 16 years. Um, I disagree with the libertarian party on a lot of stuff. I disagree with all the parties on a lot of stuff. That's why I'm unaffiliated, okay, because I disagree with them on a lot of stuff. Um, the big one for me on the Libertarian Party is the um, is foreign policy stuff. I, I believe they're Pollyannish. I really do. I believe they they don't understand human nature at a fundamental level. Really, at a fundamental. And it's it was a surprise to me because I would read the you know intellectual writings and stuff of Libertarian thought leaders and such, and it's like, do you have you not ever met? A person? Have you like really like go to an HOA for crying out loud? Like those people, right? HOAs that it's like got a mini. It's like this microcosm of global geopolitics, right? The same sorts of stuff that happen at that macro level happen at the micro level. Anyway, um, and so this is one of the things. Like people, uh, they're not they're not big fans in the on the libertarian side. They're not. Uh, they're, a lot of them are fans of Palestine, quote unquote. Which, again, um, land is conquered. That is the way it has always been in the world. And you may want a new order. But I'll tell you, you know who is not interested in that new order? Hamas. They are attempting to conquer land. What do you think from the river to the sea means? When they say, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And then when you look at their charter, Hamas then says, kill all the Jews eradicate them from Palestine, right? So murder all, and then after you're done with that, just for good measure, just kill them all worldwide, right? This is their global aspiration. So, okay, those are your terms that you have set forth. The world has said, you know what? We've seen this kind of behavior most recently with the Germans in uh, World War II, as the philosopher uh, Norm MacDonald pointed out that Germany on two occasions tried to tried to conquer the world, right? Just go after the whole planet, right? So um, we've seen this before, so we're going to go ahead 
and we're going to do this diplomatically. Rather than invading and murdering and all of that stuff, we're going to try to do it with some diplomacy kind of a thing. And that didn't sit well, obviously, in the Middle East. A lot of the Arabs, who, by the way, partnered up with Hitler, yeah, a lot of their leaders were like, hey, you know, come on, which is kind of an interesting thing that occurs where you've got you know, what Sam Harris, I think, was talking about this yesterday, where it's like this this really weird dynamic where you've got people who deny the Holocaust existed, but they're going to do a better one or a real one or a bigger one or something like so it's like this this uh it's like a denialism i can't believe that that happened but i totally want to do that thing that totally didn't happen <laughs> right so uh you've got the democrat socialists of america that uh want to stand in support of the palestine people the palestinian people and they want and and look, I don't want what's happening now. I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this. But this was not my choice. I had no say in this. I have no control over it. And the people who live there, um, they've received the message, and the message is that Hamas would very much like to take back all of the land. And the people who have the land they would prefer not to give it back. And here's the thing. It doesn't even matter to me who had it first, who took it from whom, right? Israel beat Egypt, took some of their land, then gave it to the, uh, gave it to the Palestinians, quote-unquote, gave it to them. And by the way, speaking of Egypt, um, Egypt, in a great show of humanitarianism, they opened up the, uh, the gate, the Rafah gate, out of Gaza? Because, you know, they've got multiple gates that lead out of Gaza that go into Egypt. So all the people that are trying to flee Gaza, they do have a way to get out. It's through Egypt. But Egypt won't let them come in. Did you know that? Yeah, they blocked the gates. They wouldn't let any Palestinians into their country. They don't want any of them coming in. But today they relented. They say, we will allow some in. 2,000 of you. 2,000. That's it. Not sure. Lebanon had Lebanon has not opened up anything up there. Lebanon has been fighting though. Got Hamas, Hezbollah people up there, so we got uh, another front opening up there. But the, but DSA Democrat Socialists of America, um, AOC's crowd, Ilan Omar, they are very much interested in drawing attention to the plight of the Palestinian people, the innocents, the children, the women that are being. Uh, killed in the Israeli attacks. And that is tragic as well. It is. War is hell. It is the breakdown of all societal constraint. It is the the distillation of the principle of which I just stated, which is what Limbaugh talked about, the aggressive use of force. Being able to say no requires the ability to enforce it. In all things in life, whether it's through law, because what is law? Law will come along and say, you're in jail. I'm going to deprive you of your your life, your liberty, your property, whatever. That's force. They're going to do it by force. That's what government is. See, and on that, I have common cause with libertarians. But at the root of it is force. And when the rules fall away in war and there are no more rules, then it's just force. 
and that's what we're seeing. Because if you think the rules still apply after Saturday, you're crazy. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. All right, so the Democratic Socialists of America, the DSA, these are the folks that uh, put people like, um, you know, Ilan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jamal Bowman, he of the fire drill, um, Ayanna Presley, um, trying to think of the, uh, Corey Bush, okay? And so they've been... Big backers of this. And this is the problem inside of the Democrat Party now is that you've got this strain of anti-Semitism. And for a lot of people in, you know, higher education at the university, they preached a lot of this decolonization stuff. And it's now become just the normal vernacular for a lot of people on the left in the Democrat Party And I want you all to be very, very clear that that is what you are seeing right now. This is what they mean. And they tell you that you may not agree or you may not want to listen to it, but this is what is meant. Decolonization means murder or expel everybody from this piece of land. It is no different than the, quote, colonizers. You're fighting over land. That's what that comes down to. And you can make all of the arguments about, oh, well, we belong here. We were here first or whatever, which, by the way, uh, I don't think the Palestinians uh, check either of those boxes. But be that as it may, I'm just talking about any old piece of land. If somebody comes and wants to take control of my house, they're going to have to do it by force, right? And... If they can, quote, get away with it, if there's no police, there's no judicial system, and nobody's following any of those rules, well then, they get to keep the house, right? And maybe at some point in the future, somebody comes and avenges my death and takes it back or something. But when Hamas says they're not playing by the rules, and they're going to engage in the rape and sodomizing of of women, they're going to go and uh, murder a thousand people, cut off the heads of babies in the crib, murder people in their cars, blow up people, set houses on fire with people in them. They're going to do all of that stuff and completely obliterate any kind of, quote, norms when it comes to this fight, this fight over this land. Because remember, they did get a chunk of land, right? They got the Gaza Strip. Israel pulled out. Oh, but Pete, the blockade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know about your blockade argument as well. There were a lot of off-ramps 
for people to take. And rather than spending the money on churning out cartoons to teach kids to kill Jews, instead of taking all of the, uh, the sewer pipes and turning them into mortars, instead of sending kids down into tunnels to dig through to Israel so you can murder Jews, maybe you could have invested in, I don't know, anything other than that. Thank <laughs> you.